from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Welcome to another edition of our Treatment of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, Zacharias Speaks. And it's taken from Luke, the first chapter, verses 57 through 66, and then jumping up to the 76th verse through the 79th. And today's lesson is for December the 11th, 2022, winter quarter, Lesson number two. Now, a little background information. Today's story is a continuation of the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth prior to the birth of John. And this is actually where John the Baptist was actually born. And we remember back from last week how that the angel had promised the birth of John and that his father, Zechariah, who was actually in the temple at the time, did not believe the angel. And the angel struck Zechariah mute and said that you won't be able to speak until this is all fulfilled. Luke, first chapter, verses 57 through 58. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. Now, as I had mentioned in the background section, how that the angel had promised that John the Baptist would be born. And we remember how that Elizabeth and Zechariah were well advanced in age. And we read in Luke, the first chapter, verses 13 and 14, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. It's important for us to really fully grasp and comprehend that when God promises something, that he will come through. And that's exactly what happened in this story today. How that the angel had promised this miraculous birth of John the Baptist to this very elderly couple. And we see from today's lesson 
how that the promise was brought forth and was was completed and how that the angel what the angel had said absolutely came forth if god promises it he always delivers now luke first chapter verses 59 and 60 and on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. Now, just for our information, in the Old Testament, we do not find instances of the naming occurring at the circumcision. But by the time of John the Baptist and Jesus' birth, that had become the very common place time for children to be named. Now, Brother Dake says that it was customary to name children when they were circumcised. The rabbi said that it this was because the names of Abram and Sarai were changed when God instituted circumcision. And that sounds very reasonable. And we see here definitely how that the point of circumcision is the time that John the Baptist was going to be named. Now, it would have been very customary to have named this child Zechariah after his father. But quite obviously that Zechariah and Elizabeth had communicated about what they were going to name this child. And Elizabeth was very familiar with what the name was supposed to be. And she was being adamant that this child will be named John, just as it was instructed when the he was being promised. Okay? Luke 1, 61 through 63. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by that by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet, and he wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. Now, several Bible commentary, commentaries make mention of what kind of tablet this was. And that was basically a wooden tablet that had wax on it, and they could sit and scribble on it, and you could read what it was, and then they could more or less reset it by melting the wax, and it would all go away. That way they could keep 
reusing that same tablet, much the same way that we reuse tablets, electronic tablets today, where you write on them and then you can just go to a different page and and you just got one tablet and you've got all your notes and everything in it. The only thing about this kind of tablet was is that you could only keep one sheet or one impression on it at a time. There was no place for it to actually be stored on. But but Zechariah really just wanted to communicate this one thing. And we see how that this worked out really well. And he communicated that in an agreement with Elizabeth, the boy's name is John. Luke, first chapter, verse 64. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed. And he spake, blessing God. So we see here how that when Zechariah was fully convinced and his time period of his chastisement was over, how that his tongue was loosed and he began to praise the Lord God. And we need to have that same kind of mindset to where when we have been chastised and when we are fully convinced and come back in the fold, we need to have a period of praising the Lord God Almighty. You know, the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 12, one and two, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Now, one of my favorite stories in the Bible that the Lord brings to my remembrance often is the story of Nebuchadnezzar and how that he had been warned and about his pride and his arrogance. And he did okay for a while, but then he looked out over Babylon and he said, Look at this Babylon that I have made by my power and my glory. And God struck him down at that moment. And we see how that finally Nebuchadnezzar's period of chastisement was over and he was restored. Daniel 4, 34 through 37. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted are accounted 
has nothing. And he does according to his will, according to the host of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can say, stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? At that same time, my reason returned to me and the glory of my kingdom, my majesty, my splendor returned to me. My counselors and my Lord sought me and I was established in my greatness was great was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. We need to have that kind of mindset when we are restored from a period of chastisement and to praise and honor the Lord God Almighty. Luke 1, 65 and 66. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all those things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord is upon him. So we see here that because of the miraculous events surrounding the birth of John the Baptist, that he came into this world with respect. People expected great things out of John the Baptist. And it's important that uh, for his mission that that was done. That's one of the reasons why the Lord God gave John the Baptist such a miraculous birth so that people would pay attention when he spoke because his entire mission was to make a path for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to mention some things about the fear that came over all of the neighbors. Now it is true that that word fear in the original Greek is phobos, which is just the same word. It's the same word that we use to get our phobia from, that word phobia. But now this type of fear is not the same kind of fear that people have who have a clinical illness of having a phobia where it incapacitates them. This is really more akin to respect and giving honor and deference and that is actually directed to the Lord God in these verses. Okay? And we should all have healthy respect and fear for the Lord. But now we should not be incapacitated with fear like a phobia. We shouldn't have a phobia about God but we should respect 
the Lord God for who he is and what he's capable of doing. Okay? Now, Luke 1, 76 through 77. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, and you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sin. Now, of course, please notice that we have skipped up into the middle of Zechariah's praise and prophecy. And we've skipped up to in that storyline. And Zechariah had already been giving forth praise and honor to God prior to these verses. And also, too, when we talk about how that John is to be a prophet. Now, multiple Bible commentators have brought this out. And when you read the scriptures, it's real obvious that John the Baptist, he completed and served both functions of a prophet. Now, a prophet had two dimensions of their office. There was one of them where they were telling the future. They were foretelling future events. Now, John the Baptist definitely did that. But there is another dimension of what a prophet did and does is they are forthtelling. They are telling the spiritual dimensions and explaining spiritual concepts to people. And John the Baptist certainly did that. In fact, the scriptures clearly state where Jesus said that John the Baptist was the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. The greatest one. He had absolutely, there's no recorded miracles that John the Baptist did, but the Lord God, the Son of God, proclaimed and stated clearly that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet of the Old Testament period. And his main function, his primary function, was to proclaim who Jesus was. And we see in John, the first chapter, 29 through 34. The next day he saw Jesus, that's John the Baptist, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness and 
I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. Now, this was the mission of John the Baptist, was to proclaim this and to prepare the hearts and mind of the people about who Jesus Christ really was. And if you'll notice here, even though they were cousins, they obviously had not met. So somehow, either John had went off in the wilderness when he was very young, but him and Jesus had not met, even though Mary and Elizabeth were close enough to spend some time together prior to their births. But now we do know that when Elizabeth and Mary met and Elizabeth was pregnant and Mary was pregnant, how that John the Baptist leaped for joy when he was in the presence of Mary pregnant with Jesus. Okay? Luke, first chapter. 78 and 79, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and to the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. I actually like the way the King James Version phrases that. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. And that word day spring and sunrise in the ESV is Anatolia. And that's the rising of light. In other words, the dawn. We were in darkness. The world was in darkness until the sun of righteousness arose in the east with healing in his wings and began to shine forth on the world. Okay? Okay, now in conclusion, I want to make a couple of points. First off, just as the forerunner of Jesus, John the Baptist, proclaimed multiple times. Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. And he is the one who baptizes in the Holy Ghost. And when we accept Jesus, that is the only way to salvation is accepting Jesus as our personal Savior. The other thing is, 
If God promises it, he always comes through. Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend. You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org. 